How are you Raiders family? It's Berkey here and welcome to um, my preview top 10 for the match versus the Dragons after a two-week hiatus and it's been a very long two-week burn believe me after the loss to power in Darwin. Um, those sorts of games after you lose and you have a break there's nothing worse than it. You've got to wait as I said a fortnight to make amends as a player um, and the fans also suffer a hell of a lot uh, wanting their guys to get back on the field as soon as possible. Um, but as fate would be it, the fortnight break, there's nothing wrong with a, a week to give us um, some time to, to uh, mend some bruises and, and some bumps. But we're back in action in what little more, uh, just over two hours time, Raiders fan. Uh, so look, this is a really, really big game with nine weeks left, which I'll cover towards the end of my top ten. These sorts of games now we have to put in the bank. But let's start with the top ten. Let's talk about the Dragons first, okay? Um, so number one, I've gone for Tarek Sims. Now, this guy's going to be burning after missing Origin 3, um, so that's a real worry to me. He's an edge runner, and he's also pretty much their main enforcer in their pack. Um, he's going to be hunting uh, Jack. He's going to be hunting Aiden. He loves zoning in on halves sims, so he's going to be very aggressive in putting pressure on our kickers uh, and also putting pressure on our ball players before they get the pass away or the second man pass away. The other big thing with Sims, we've got to be very careful. He's one of the best edge runners in the game where he hits a hole close to the line. Um, he starts in and then drifts away and hits the hole really, really well. So he's going to be on Corey Norman's side, um, I'm thinking, unless he gets changed over. So we've really got to be pushing up in defence and not giving him that hole to run to. We've got to back our men on the inside to get across and our outside men have to push if, he, if they see that hole opening. But Sims is a real danger for those reasons I mentioned. Number two, I've gone for Corey Norman. Now, just like he did at Parramatta, Corey Norman plays very slowly to the line. He just about dawdles up. Subconsciously, your mind's thinking, well, if he's playing slow, I'll play slow. And nine times out of ten, he tries to get the defence to hold back, not go in and hammer him, and then he accelerates through it. So we've got to take his time management off him by getting up in his face very quickly and crowding him from the outside. We've got to get up and hit his runners inside and out. Make him go himself. He's nowhere near a threat running himself than playing close to the line and then getting the ball away. So we've really got to be conscious of the fact that he plays very slowly, but we've got to be play very quickly on him. Also, post-origin letdown is highly possible after losing Wednesday night. The mental fatigue factor kicks in. So we also if we can get up in his face early and rock his confidence a little bit. He may have a very, very quiet afternoon. Number three, I've gone for the edges for St. George. Watching their game against the Storm, St. George don't play very much through the middle third. They like to hold their own in, they like to hold their own in and around the middle and they quickly hit the edges either left or right on the, even the first tackle or second tackle. They very rarely try and do three or four rucks straight down the middle corridor. Um, they don't really have the firepower other than Paul Vaughan uh, with their pack and particularly with James Graham out. Um, so they really like to hit those edges with Sims, with Leilua and the like. So we've got to be on our guard to try and take away their field position, which I'll cover shortly how we're going to do that. But they really like playing the edges early in their tackle camp. Number four, I've gone for Ben Hunt. Once again, post-origin, a little bit flat. The worry I've got with Hunt is he's gone now from hooker in origin, a very intense always in the play now to going back to halfback for St George. So he can really pick and play his moments today. He'll probably play right edge 
Um, so he can really duck into the line, duck out of the line and, and rely on guys around him to, to give him that, that uplift that he needs. He's not going to be nowhere near as many times will he touch the ball, which is a worry because he can really pick and choose now as halfback compared to hooker what's unfolding in front of him. So we've just got to be very wary of his show and go where he goes to the line dummies and goes through the gap. We've got to be very wary of that. He'll be their main kicker. Uh, so we've really got to get up in his face once again and take away his time management in the game. But Hunt is going to be a worry with the time that he's now got at halfback compared to Hooker. So let's go to us. Um, number five, I've gone for Jack. Once again, the Darwin game's now a distant memory, hopefully in a lot of people's eyes. He's had a series win, so I'm expecting a lot of good things today from Jack. Darwin was a train wreck for him, but he's now you know third third game origin. Um, he's had four or five days now to recuperate, uh, so I'm, not, I'm expecting him to be far more solid today with his choices, with the ball and his game management, and we need his game management on song today. He'll be playing right edge, so he's going to be up against the likes of uh, Leilua, um, and he'll be up against Corey Norman. Um, so he's really going to have to really work those guys over, use his frame to get through. Leilua does not like to do second or third efforts in attack, so we've really got to try and line up Leilua a lot and make him do repeat, repeat sets of sick. And that's, that's where Jack can really work the inside ball to CNK on Leilua or Jeremy Lattimore or go outside to Jared and the like. So I'm expecting big, thicks, big, big things from Jack today, as well those kicks to the corners. They have to be perfect today to try and hem the Dragons in those corners so we can get our line speed up and about. Number six, I've gone for our middles and edges. Now, unlike St George, who don't play a lot through the middle, I think we've got a distinct advantage here through our middles today with Louis, Papali, Soliola. We've got some really solid middles there. Angula, when he comes on, to really get that momentum through that middle corridor of the rucks, particularly around the marker area. Hodjo's going to be critical here today to try and hold their markers in and around the ruck and then hit our, edge, our, our middles coming in behind the play the ball. St George are very lazy, I found, last week against the Storm in that middle third area with their second efforts. Um, the Storm easily managed to get a lot of field position by playing down the middle corridors and sucking their edges in. So that's one area today where I really think if our middles can get some yardage for us, our wedges of Whitehead, Bateman and Tarpany uh, can really do some damage. Number seven, I've gone from Freyden season. Now, I can talk a lot about what's happened this week with the signing of George Williams. Aiden, for whatever is in his mind, has to really concentrate over the next eight or nine weeks. There's a lot of conundrums and a lot of water under the bridge between now and next year that still aren't answered. Can Aiden and George Williams play half and five eight together, moving Jack White into the centres? Um, Aiden's contracted to 2020, so who would buy his contract out for one year? Would the Raiders let him go to another club and pay part of his salary? Uh, does Aiden go and we keep Sam Williams? So there's a lot of questions next year, but that's next year. Aiden's got to be totally focused on the next eight or nine weeks. Now, he's had a couple of weeks break. We've now got eight or nine weeks of consistent and constant games, so it's going to be very interesting to see if Ricky rotates the halves, gives Aiden a couple of weeks playtime, rests him to get his bumps and bruises right, then brings Sam back in. It's going to be an unknown how that unfolds, but... The number seven jersey is Aiden's to lose. So he's really got to step up and make sure that he owns that jersey for the rest of the year into the semis and the grand final um, instead of playing average and giving Sam an opportunity to take it from him. 
So the ball's in Aiden's court, basically. It's up to him to maintain it. Number eight, I've gone for our line speed. I think our line speed against Parramatta was lacking. First 15 was good. After that, it fell away quite substantially as Parramatta rolled through the middle. So I'm expecting a lot more intensity today early in the tackle counts to get up and really try and drive the Dragons back. Force them into errors, keep them bunched so they don't have that, that uh, effect of hitting their edge runners. But our line speed, I think, today is the key to a victory. So someone's got to take the charge with line speed, whether it's John Bateman out wide, whether it's Hodjo, whether it's Papa, but someone's got to own it when they're on instead of hoping the guy next to them will actually make the effort to call line speed or get that effort up. We've all got to be involved with it, but someone needs to lead the charge with line speed. It's a mental thing up here. It's not ability. It's purely mental to get up off your line as quickly as possible and force errors. Number nine, I've gone for Joe Tarpany. Now, once again, he's had a fairly stop start to the season with 15, 16, 17 rounds in. He hasn't really struck a match so far this year. He had some good touches against Parramatta. He's had a weak break, so I'm expecting him, and we need him the next eight or nine weeks with the type of player he is, the experience he's now got, to really become our forward leader. I'm expecting him to play 80 minutes today, um, and he needs to be leading from the front. He'll probably rotate middle to edge, edge to middle, so he won't be too wide today. He'll leave that to Bateman and Whitehead properly. But we need Joe to really be forceful today, be aggressive, and use that big frame and that step and that offload. We need some offloads from him to get our second phase play going, particularly with CNK, Nick, Jordan, those types of guys. So now for the next nine weeks is, is important that Tarpany really leads us with our momentum game. And speaking of momentum, um, we're on 20 points. We've got Dragons into Tigers into Panthers. If we can get on a roll and win our next five or six, it not only will guarantee us a top eight, but we'll be pushing for a top four and potentially a top two. Uh, so all we've got to do is worry about winning and then get that momentum. Five or six wins at this time near towards the semis is absolutely critical. As I said, Form takes you out of the top four and injury takes you out of the top eight. So we've got to need to maintain our top, our, our, we need to maintain our form to give ourselves a top four chance. And whichever way the dice may fall with South and the Roosters, I think Melbourne are too far gone now. South and the Roosters, you know, we may even push for a top two depending on how those other teams play. But we can control our own destiny as long as we just keep winning. That's it, Raiders fans, for Berkey's preview of the Dragons game. I'm looking forward to this one big time. As always, I really appreciate your, uh, I really appreciate your, uh, uh, your support on my Facebook page. My YouTube channel's up and running. You can hook me up on Twitter with any questions. The podcast as well, all the major podcast apps. So listen to this back uh, on your way to work right now when you're sort of at home or whatever the case may be. All the podcasts are available, guys. But always, I love your support. This is Berkey, Bleed Green, out.